totally fine. Okay, recording in progress. I'll give it a 60 second intro. Sorry, Allison. I just, uh, Allison's on the call with me. I just like interrupted her and be like, hey, can I record this? Uh, welcome to the OIMOP replay. Just to fill everybody in, I'm about to, she doesn't know this yet, but I'm about to grill Allison some more questions. Uh, she had a reel and or TikTok go viral and not even like viral in our world. Like, oh, man, this got like 200 shares uh, or, you know, an extra like 100%. This did twice as well as my other videos. No, we're talking about like millions and millions of stuff. Congratulations. I won't actually grill you all that much, but just to set this up, maybe you'll allow me one or two more questions. You were just talking about what happens after you go viral. No one really prepares you for this. And actually, that's not true because I actually saw a post. Who was this? It was, it may have been Michelle Schrodergartner from Making Sense of Affiliate Marketing and whatnot. It may have been her. It, the, it was like a blog post and it was literally called What to Do After You Go Viral. Maybe it wasn't her. I saw this. I mean, less than a month ago, I saw this. I, have, I didn't read the post, by the way, so I don't know if it actually would have been helpful, but that, that, I just remembered that. I just remember I saw that. Anyways, um, yeah. When was this? Like how long ago? Um, I post, when, did it, when did I post or when did it go viral? Uh, or, or, ooh, both. So not like... So I posted, it was the very end of January, like maybe January 31st. And it took two weeks to the day to hit its first million. Okay. I'm actually looking, see if I can find it now. <laughs> um, that's so cool. I'm assuming it's, yeah. I mean, it may have brought you some surprises in there, but I'm assuming it's still like really good news, right? Good news that it went viral? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's been really incredible. Um, so I'll tell you what the real is. Oh, actually, let me tell you the story because it's actually really funny. So if you don't know, my husband and I have a hobby farm. And on our hobby farm, we also have sheep. Um, and so one of our sheep, um, was eating and after she was done eating, she put the bucket on her head to lick the bottom of it. It was very normal for her. She's not stuck. She can breathe all the things. And he was standing there with her. She wasn't panicking. Um, and he took a video and he sent it to me and I was like, this is really funny. I should post a reel. And so then I'm kind of like, okay, well, what audio should I match it up with? And I was like, you know, scrolling through reels, looking for audio. And I found one that I thought might work well. And I let it sit in my draft for like days. And, uh, and then it was a Sunday afternoon and I wasn't feeling well. I was like, I'm it was like, you're talking afternoon. I'm, like, I'm going to bed because I don't feel good. But just before I did it, I hit publish. And um, it, that's, I woke up the next morning with COVID. So that was interesting. <laughs> I like didn't look at my, um, that's why I'm my reels or anything. Everybody. Yes, yes. Post and then don't touch it for two weeks. Um, and maybe it'll go viral. Jeez. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, I did find it. I haven't watched it, okay. yet, but I'm looking at it right now. Uh, it, it's just it's just so... You know what? I'm going to give you my honest opinion. First of all, just great job just continuing to post things and try things. And you, you never know when one of these things is going to happen. Hopefully, it leads to you know substantial followers and, and stuff like that. So nothing but positive stuff for you. As a more general negative thing, isn't it kind of frustrating how little control we have over this? 
right? Like you could just be publishing your best stuff like all the time. And then, you know, day after day, like same old results. And then every now and then it's just like a sheep with a bucket on its head. And mm-hmm. the algorithms or somebody working on Instagram is be like, let's, let's, let's do this one. Let's push, push this one out. It's just, to me, that's almost frustrating. Like, ah, I need to replicate this. I need to, I need to do this again. That is exactly what it feels like, where it's like the one thing. I was like, the thing that I just was like, I don't feel good. I'm going to publish and not like edit too much or anything is the thing that just goes like viral. And it's like, okay, one, there is, I can't even try to replicate that. You know, like I, I can go out there and stand and film my shape forever, hoping to catch something funny. But yeah, to try and duplicate it um, kind of isn't a thing. You just never know. You never know. So just keep posting. Yeah. That's funny. Um, you think it was like the the comedy that did it? Like it's just, it's just a funny thing, right? So it is funny, but the audio that I, I paired it with is very like motivational and I did it to kind of be funny. I was like, it's a little ironic, right? Um, but the majority of the comments I'm getting are people who like hardcore relate. Like the number one comment I'm getting is, so my sheep is named Unicorn Fire Blast. That is what happens when you let the four-year-old name her. Um, everyone's, everyone's like, Unicorn Fire Blast is my spirit animal. And then the other comment I'm getting is like, I feel this in my soul. And so it's something that's funny and entertaining but also that people really are relating to and i i think that that's why like it moves like people are literally like i'm crying and they're either crying because they feel it so deeply or they're crying because they're laughing so hard that they're crying and so i think the thing that got people is that it's literally moving people emotionally which i couldn't i did not plan yeah okay give me like 30 seconds i'm gonna mute my mic and just watch it is that okay okay go for it yeah That, yeah, okay, that's so funny. I'm yeah, obsessed with not the thing you'd expect. No, it's not. And it's, I have to imagine, out of the like 7 million people that have like seen it, nobody really knows what that sheep is doing, right? I mean, they can read your context, like she ate her lunch, put the bucket on her head, yada, yada. But they don't really know. Like these people don't have sheep, right? For the most part. It's just, right. it's just interesting. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I'm also a nerd, so it fascinates me. But man. That's really cool. Yeah. That's cool. So it's been an interesting journey the last month and a half. I'd like to think that this will at least set you up, even if you don't have like another like uber viral hit in the next like month. You know what I mean? It's still going to set you up for more organic growth. Does that make sense? I'd like to think. Yeah. So. Well, I have seen on Instagram, I can't remember if I said this already. Um, I have seen 700% growth in my um, followers on Instagram. And um, my sister, who is a professional Twitch streamer, she's in the top 10 female streamers on Twitch. 
Wait, what? Um, uh, yeah. What's their name? So, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a game nerd too, so I might actually. Are you? Um, <clears throat> I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I should know. Hang on, wait. I'll ask my husband. Hang on a second. Okay, this is fascinating. This is so interesting. Um, okay, my sister's um, streaming Twitch is Gingy TV. Gingy. I don't know. Yes. That. Okay. So um, she was actually offered, um, she was actually contacted by Instagram and she didn't end up taking the deal, but she was able to give me some advice. And one of the things that she said was that because um, I use relevant hashtags, that I would probably see a good amount of the followers to be in my niche. So like I, my hashtags weren't like hashtag sheep. They were relevant to my niche. Yeah. And so that's helped. And I'm going to be able to use that growth. And I actually, as soon as I started to see really relevant or like. Yeah. Okay. Are you saying Gingy G I N G E E? Uh, I think she heard him out. What's up, Wendy? I like your shirt. Hey, thank you. Thank you. This comes after I saw the Batman yesterday. It's a good movie. It was. Yeah. I only had to take one bathroom break. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're right. It is like three hours long. It's absolutely nuts. Um, Wendy, I was else on the internet just failed her. Failed her. Southern accent coming out again. Yeah, mine's not been too stable either. Oh, okay. Well, great. Oh, there she goes. She just left. Okay. Anyway, we were talking about um, she had a Instagram reel go mm-hmm. viral. I mean, and oh, like, nice. viral, like 7 million. Uh, oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Um, and I was talking to her about that. And I will continue if she ever comes back, which right. she lives on the farm. So, her internet. I don't know. Anywho, um, how are you? Um, other than hungry, cause I tend to eat lunch late. Um, I'm doing pretty well. I have decided to go all in on my public speaking and my corporate comedy. So I've been changing things over and, um, looking at whether or not I need to even niche down to a particular topic when I'm a corporate comedian or just perform, I don't, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Hmm. Like, and when I say corporate, I mean, clean comedy. I can do that for organizations, but also uh, performing at churches and like religious events. Yeah. Yeah. From everything we've talked about before, it sounded like you had at least a pretty general idea of niche. For the speaking, yeah. I know you've talked about food and stuff as well, but yeah, I just didn't know if it was like really necessary at this point. Yeah, because I, I might be stressing myself out for nothing. Well, <laughs> don't take this the wrong way, but I'm pretty sure that's always true. And yes. I know that's because we all do that. Some degree. Yeah, it's always like that. The third party object uh, objectivity that can look mm-hmm. at what we're doing and be like. You're actually probably more stressed than you need to be. So I'd say, yes, you're right. You are stressing yourself out, but we all do. Um, so what's your, 
we talked about this before and by the way i am recording this i'm just letting you know okay live. um this this recording is going to go viral just like allison's stuff seven million people are going to listen to this <laughs> not really it'll be like 30 but we I, I won't rehash everything we said on our private calls but i'll ask you right here what are you what are you actively working on in order to get your first couple of speaking gigs get in your first couple of churches or or whatever like what are you are you making like lists of names like a a, a dream 100 sort of thing or what are you what yeah are you i need to make i need to make a list of um i don't know if it's a list of names per se but more like a list of churches because obviously being in saint augustine there's i don't lack for churches <laughs> yeah. um and i did a podcast interview this morning so i'm going to want to do more of those mm-hmm. um but there's this part of me that, and I don't know if it's the part of me that's trying to protect me and saying, you can't pitch until you know what you're going to talk about. Like, you can't just say you're going to provide entertainment. That's not enough. I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's what's going on in my head right now. Yeah. Do you actually believe that to be true? No. I'm grilling windy right now. No. Ah, why not? <laughs> Let's put the spotlight on me um, because what I talked about on the podcast this morning doesn't have to be what I talk about on the next podcast. It, it's not really about that. I've got stories for years, mm-hmm. but when you take public speaking programs like Grant Baldwin's is like, what's your core message? And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I just need people to laugh and learn something. That's all. You want my two cents? Yeah. I, I, I'm super into that. Give me four cents. I'll give you four cents. <laughs> I don't know four cents. No. So I, I do think it's important to have like something you're known for in mm-hmm. an industry or a niche or a topic. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's necessary before you start getting gigs, especially. And I also have something else. <sighs> this is the most unsexy strategy in business, period. You hear it all the time. Relationships. Relationships yeah. are important. Relationships are everything. Yada yada. It's yeah. so unsexy because it's not like it's not fun, really. Like networking and building this. But I'll tell you this, and I'll give you I'll give you an example. So I got a guest post. I, I'm building links to my niche site and mm-hmm. blogging more and writing more for the first time in like three years and yada yada. So here's how I get guest posts these days. I reach out to people I know and I'm like, dude, can I give you a guest post? Like literally, that's what I say. There's, there's no, there's no topics. <laughs> there's no, there's no pitches. There's no nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm utilizing this network of people who I built relationships with, by the way, like really intentionally through conferences and through Twitter and, and through everything over mm-hmm. years, right? Like none of this could have happened when I first started for sure. But like, like uh, the most recent one was uh, my friend, Joel, who runs budgetsersexy.com. It's a massive personal finance site. Mm-hmm. Um, I had talked to him about writing before, like mm, over six months ago now. And he calls me like a month ago and he's like, Hey, you want to do this thing? And it turns out to be something. And so I think the point that I have is at some, at some point in the future, in your own career in your own speaking and stuff, there will be a point where you can do that, where you can reach out and be like, Hey, I'm doing another speaking tour this summer. I'm looking to hit 12 to 15 churches, you know, could I come speak on a Wednesday night 
or even a Sunday morning or like whatever that is. Now, if you don't have that yet, again, I'm, I'm, I'm boiling this back down to today. I think you start building that. And okay. that's not the answer to your question. Your, the question was more like, do I need a, here's my message before I start reaching out to people? I don't think so. But I would also keep this in mind where a lot of what you want to be doing is meeting people, whether it's virtual or in person or on social media or through friends at your husband's work or anything like Mm -hmm. with the idea in mind that even if I do nothing else in the next three months or three years, at some point, hopefully I'll have that opportunity to email somebody and be like, Hey, can I come speak on Sunday? And they'd be like, oh, of course, we'd love to have you because they know you. They've met you before. They've heard you speak on a YouTube video or your own podcast or, or something mm-hmm. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just realized I didn't actually answer your an- your question at all because I don't have an answer. But that's where my head oh, is. I did answer my question. Okay. It's kind of like, I guess, when I tell freelance writers, it's okay if you don't have a niche right now. Just create some samples. You'll figure out the niche later. And again, going back to YouTube, we have talked about this. I think yeah. part of the power of any video, really, even if it's hosted on Vimeo or YouTube or whatever, is that portfolio. That mm-hmm. People can, within three minutes, get a feel of, oh, Wendy's done stand-up. There's a video of her standing in front of a microphone at so-and-so. Or, hey, there's some you know clips and footage of Wendy giving a, a guest sermon at so-and-so church. Like they, yeah. it's, just, it's just one step closer without having to have a message, a topic, you can just show people I am authoritative or I can yeah. do this, right? I'm not yeah. some schmo off the street who has zero experience doing any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. No, here's my voice. You can hear it. Here is my video. You can see me. You can understand what I am. And that's what I liked about the podcast interview this morning is that it is a Christian podcast. So we, so we did talk about faith. There was a testimony, um, it may not be the subject I would always want to talk about because I don't always want to talk about suicide, but <laughs> that's kind of a downer. Um, but the testimony is still important. And maybe someone will want to hear that. Maybe they want to hear what else I have to say. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you at on YouTube? Recorded any videos? Or I got a list of topic ideas? I did videos on personal finance. So I, I released some of those, had them professionally edited, and now I haven't had a video, I think, in like two weeks. Okay. But if, I mean, I could go live if I really wanted to, to make sure there is content there. Um, it's just that I'm finishing up this book I'm writing uh, called Budgeting for Women, and I need to upload it to Amazon by midnight Friday. So, okay. But thankfully, it's only going to be like 10,000 words or something. Gotcha. All right. That's cool. So that's what, that's why I haven't even, I haven't released a podcast episode. I just, I'm just trying to get this book done. <laughs> You're done. Move on. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Allison. Oh, you're still muted, Allison. She may have stepped away. I don't know. She's there. She had to switch to her phone. Find the uh, link that. Uh, your sheep. Your sheep are to blame. 
So, yeah. So I guess the answer is contact people and pitch anyway. Okay. And it's okay that I'm pitching faith-based entertainment. I think that's the answer. Yeah. That's really cool. That is a niche. There's your niche yeah. right there. I want to hear about this viral reel, Allison. Uh, it's entertainment. Hmm. We can't hear you. You missed the part where you like said what it is that you do. Oh, so I'm a comedian. And um, I've also been writing. I have a YouTube channel. I have a podcast. And this is not a new thing for me, but it's new for me to go all in and on myself and all in on this thing, um, especially for pay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was nerve wracking, didn't it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. As soon as you attach money to something and then all of a sudden you stop thinking and you're like, I don't know how to do this. Yes, you do. You did it for free. Everyone says start your own business, do your own thing, start your own side hustles, quit your day job and like do all these things. And uh, they don't actually prepare you for how it feels when yeah. things don't go by the book or when they do go by the book. Which is funny you say that because as a comedian, we look for those, you know, we record our sets and we see, well, this didn't go as, <laughs> as well as I intended. How can I tweak this for next time? So it's something I'm accustomed to doing, but yet when I look at the overall business, all of a sudden it's, oh, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. Um, when the fact of the matter is that's just a lie. And, you know, we, as humans, we are very good at believing lies. We tell ourselves like 50 million of them every day. So I need to stand on the truth. You need to get one paid gig, one paid gig. That's right. Proof of concept. It's like everything else will be easier after that. One paid gig. Like do whatever it takes. I don't know if I necessarily actually I do believe that. Now that I'm saying it out loud. I do believe that. But a bunch of people a bunch of people approach it like that. I'll do that. Allison, is it okay if I ask you another question? I was bending off off this. I wanted to ask her a question. What's that? Uh, is she blanking out for you? Yeah, she, your audio is cutting in and out. I'm not sure what's going on. Like we only catch the second half of what you say for some reason, Allison. <laughs> Oops. I wonder if it's the AirPods. Wait a minute. I just took it off the AirPods now. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, I was going to suggest starting with the youth groups for Wendy. The what groups? Youth groups. Doing like youth youth groups. groups. Yeah. (laughs) Children scare me. Um, (laughs) I don't like at 42, I'm still not sure how to make teenagers laugh. Adults they seem to be really easy. Teenagers, though, they have the look of death. Um, and they get bored so fast. And it and like I'm afraid someone is gonna like pull out their phone and everyone's gonna be like on TikTok. I don't even have TikTok, so I don't even know what y'all are supposed to be doing on there. This is why I've not approached youth groups. Yeah. Makes sense. It's just an idea. So 
I will, I will keep that idea. Um, I'm not going to dismiss it, um, but I will. I will um, look to that too. You should ask Graham Baldwin because he used to be a youth pastor. That's true. That's true. Is he? He might even have content on that. I'm not sure. I don't. Um, I don't know. I didn't get far enough in the program to see specifically, but I feel the need to like not look at the program and implement more. Get one paid gig. Yeah. You can do it. You're just one paid gig away, right? That's right. You're one funnel away from a billionaire. <laughs> billionaire bro marketer. Anyways. Yeah. I don't remember what I was talking about with your your viralness, Allison, but it's okay. You said you had a question for me though. I don't remember what it was. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. No problem. You posted a comment in the chat, a Twitch link. She was telling me. Yeah, that's not the right one. I gotta find it. I'll I'll send it to you. Oh, uh, it's, okay. it's okay. So what what is your industry, Allison? What do you do? Um, I have a personal growth blog. Um, and I so I just changed kind of my tagline and I say that I'm creating a life moment by moment that I love and I help other people do the same. Oh, cool. So yeah. then what was the real about? <laughs> So the real was um, one of my sheep had finished eating and she put her grain bucket on her head to lick the bottom of it. And so we took a video of it and um, I added like inspirational audio to it because I thought it was just like fitting, but also really funny. And it went viral. It is funny. You just told it to me and I think that's hilarious. It, it, yeah, yeah. It has like worship music in the background, which I didn't add that worship. I didn't add that song. It like came with the audio, but um, okay. it's pretty funny if you if you check it out. Yeah, so that's awesome. <laughs> it was I was picked up by Yahoo News. That was really funny to me. I was like, this. They looked at it and decided this is the content they wanted to post today. <laughs> yeah. That is amazing. Not to be a, a total bummer, but going back to the whole frustrating experience of not having like explicit control over this sort of stuff, like have it being left up to algorithm to some degree. I mentioned the guest on the bride for a second, but this has nothing to do with me. So it's like they're not bragging. Um, but the guest post I wrote for Hazards Are Sexy, it, it took like four or five days, and then apparently it got picked up by Google News. And Google decided to push it out to like, uh, like open Chrome on your phone. It was one of like the top couple of like recommended articles or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it went from like 13 and a half comments, half of which were me just like responding to six or seven people like commenting to like over a hundred comments or like 96 comments or something in like 24 hours. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have access to the statistics analytics, I suppose. But Joel sent me a text. He's like, dude, this is like gone viral. And this is like the most traffic we've ever had for a post in like a long time or something. I was like, Mm. oh, great. Cool. (laughs) I say that in a way that's like, oh, that was a guest post, right? Like couldn't do it for my own brand, but uh, I could do it for the Motley Fool. Fool Fool.com. Anyways. 
again, it was just like the most random thing ever. Like that article took me an hour to write. It was, I didn't spend a whole lot of time. I slapped some pictures in there. It was fun. I thought it was good, but it's not like I engineered this to get picked up by Yahoo or Google or anything like that. It was just like, oh, well, there you go. Yep. So, yeah, it's good, but it's also frustrating and interesting. I told you this before, Allison, but I like your, uh, I think your brand, everything about it. Yeah, the colors, the photos, the message. I think it's good. Thank you very much. I am not looking forward to changing my website. <laughs> it's worth it. Once you feel good about your website, then you stop being embarrassed and you start sending people that your website's way. That's a good point. I know, like, because I used to design websites, but... Yours looks good, Wendy. Like, I like it the way it is, but it's just the wrong topic. <laughs> yeah. Understand. Just add one page that's on topic that you can send people to. Well, last night, was it last night? No, it was Monday night. I was trying to redo the homepage. And I was like, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> so I think you're right. I think that, like, maybe just create a... a book me page or a services page or something and then yes. go from there. Yes, absolutely. Cause I was definitely trying to do too much. That is one thing where I would not be shy until you go back into Grant Baldwin stuff. If you haven't already, like for that sort of stuff, his, his content's gold. Just like, what the hell do I put on like a portfolio page? <laughs> right. It wasn't even, it wasn't even that because I had one months ago. Um, and I used examples from like comedians who are already faith-based and who also do corporate speaking. So, um, Stacy Peterson and Kel or Carrie Pomeroli were the sites that I was looking at on Monday. Okay. Carrie's I like because she's got a tab for corporate and then she's got a tab for faith-based, which I can easily create because I use Elementor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, I have a. This is this is off topic. I'm sorry, but it, I just I was reminded of this. I feel like I've figured out Jasper for AI content <laughs> production. And you said portfolio page, and that's for whatever reason. A lot of people, a lot of YouTubers I've seen are making content like how to use Jasper for your services page, uh, which is on one hand it's like it's kind of weird, right? On the other hand, that is like the exact kind of copywriting that stuff like Jasper is like really good at actually. Mm -hmm. And I, I just uh, re-upped, I just resubscribed to Jasper for the third time in two years or a year and a half or however long they've been around. It's like, I'm giving it another try because I discovered mm -hmm. a YouTuber who I'm going to throw out there. Her name is Corey. I think it's Corey who writes. She talks a lot okay. about freelance writing. Um, and more recently Jasper. Uh, just because she uses it. She has some good tutorials out there. There's like three or four videos. Uh, maybe I'll put this in Slack later or something. I watched the videos and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this another try. And I've been at it for a couple of days now. I feel like I've actually made headway on how to use this tool for me and blogging. But also you can use it for stuff like copy and homepage 
about page portfolios. You can, you know, that stuff. Not that you should pay money for Jasper just for that, in my opinion, but yeah, I just canceled mine. Uh, cause I wasn't using it. No, I've, I've done that twice. <laughs> yeah. This is also the second time I've canceled it. <laughs> That's funny. It's interesting. Um, uh, yeah, Corey, who writes is her name. So okay. R-R-I-E. She has a couple of videos out there. That sounds give familiar. Give her credit where credit is due. <laughs> I don't Let me see. Does she look familiar? She's also on Medium. Oh, no, I haven't seen her before. Yeah, she is. Okay. She's going to be nice. Freelance blogger and Medium writer. All right. Um. Uh, all right. What else is new? I got nothing. I'm just here hanging out. By the way, I'm about to order McDonald's because I can. But I made it harder on myself because I took DoorDash off of my phone, so I had to log into the website. <laughs> Intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. And did you know that the maximum order is a thousand dollars? I don't. I didn't. I don't know who's ordering a thousand dollars worth of McDonald's, but. It's good to know there's a limit. Yeah. Oh my gluttony. <laughs> well, it's probably from, um, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was Trump and the White House who treated like the who was it like the Olympians or Super Bowl champs or college. I think it was Super Bowl. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. To McDonald's. Um, it was probably that. Like DoorDash. Like we're yeah, because that was like during the stand down, right? Wasn't that during the government stand down? I don't know. Shut down? I, I just remember the headlines like, let's have dinner at the White House. Surprise, it's McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Just, you can't make it up. It's, it's, it's too funny. <laughs> I, on the other hand, am not going to eat anything because my two thirds. Two thirds. Yeah, gym. I I couldn't even get into, like, the dentist is like right around the corner, but like, when they first booked me in February, when I asked for an appointment, they gave me an appointment in May. And I was like, dude, like, this is crazy. Then I went in there and I was like, hey, I need to change the state. And they're like, oh, we have one in April now. <laughs> okay. It's a little better, but man. But there's like, just outside of my neighborhood, there's like, three or four dentist office. So I'm trying to figure out why all of these appointments are taking so long to book. My dentist is slammed. Like, I think it's, I think it's just that, especially if you have certain times of day. Gingy. That's interesting. Okay. Let me check it out. Um, yeah. My dentist, I told my wife, like, yeah, we can get you in in like June. Cause she can't be there nine to five. Like she works mm. <laughs> a normal job. Yeah, it's gonna be like four or five months, no problem. Uh, where me, I was like, yeah, I could be there anytime. They're like, cool, eight a.m. on Wednesday. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. What's your next? <laughs> um, but they're they're just they're just slammed. So is the eye doctor. Cool, Allison. Um, like everybody is. And then I get this call yesterday from the clinic and they're like, oh, the doctor needs you to schedule a video appointment to talk about your cholesterol results. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my cholesterol results. Like it, you know, has the pulled pork sandwiches finally caught up to me? Oh my gosh. Like, am I in the three hundreds? Like my husband was six months ago. I was really concerned. 
Then I went to pull up my record and the electronic system was unavailable. So I'm like, you guys really suck right now. I want to know what my cholesterol is. Dang it. Two hours later, I pulled up the report. My total cholesterol is only 168. And I was like, this is why the VA is so treacherous <laughs> because it's like, it's engineered just to drive you crazy because you don't know what's going on. Hmm. That's interesting. You know what I thought about? I thought about starting a yoga for self-employed people, YouTube channel, <laughs> yeah. like specifically for people like us, like here's like self, not, not, it would have been like, not necessarily yoga. Yoga is the wrong word. I, I should have said self, self-care, like mm-hmm. meditation and stretching. Like I stretch like a beast these days because I didn't for the longest time. And then I started like working at home and then I was like, well, I feel like crap. Why is my body hating me? It's like, oh, I need to intentionally exercise more, which I was already doing, but I also need to like stand up and get a standing desk, which is what I'm doing right now. And like stretch and move every like 30 minutes. Um, yeah. 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 Cause people are like, you're home. Why aren't you exercising? Cause, uh, I have stuff to do at my desk. Yeah. Still working <laughs> just at home. Can't wait for the snow to go away. So I can like spend more time outside. That's right. It did snow up there. I always forget. See, now that I'm in Florida, I'm like oblivious to weather in the rest of the country. I like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> We went to the beach on Saturday. I forgot it was only March. How hot was it? Uh, it was in the 80s, like low 80s. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, right now it's about 84. Wow. 84. It's nuts. I'm not ready for that. Ready yeah. For I, I'm not sure I'm ready either. <laughs> Jeez. That's, that's warm for March even, isn't it? I think so. Maybe not. Yeah, it was. Uh, we had two days last week when it got into like the really high 30s and low 40s. First time mm-hmm. in the 40s since, uh, well, like six months, <laughs> right? Like it's been 30s for a long time. Not six months, maybe like five months. And there was a rain. So snow was like bye bye. Like it just dwindled overnight, right? We took the kids skiing one more time because we're like tomorrow. This this actually might be the last weekend we could take the kids out to go skiing. Like snow's going away. Sure enough, there was like just wet everywhere. We knew it was going to freeze again at some point, so it was going to be ice. We we're hoping like maybe it'll stay warm enough long enough where it'll dry, no ice, whatever. The next day it was like still f- like forty three degrees or forty five degrees or something. More melt and yada yada. And I was like, this is the crappy season, right? Like it's not summer can't go out and like work on the lawn yet, which is what I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't go skiing because there's no snow. It's just the miserable, like wet cloudy season here in Northern Michigan. But the story has a twist. The next day temps dropped like 10 degrees colder than they thought. And this winter storm came in that was supposed to like miss us completely. It like went further South. And so we got like 18 inches of powder perfect white snow and it's been glorious that was like two or three days ago and it's been really nice ever since then so crisis averted now it's good but it's like you know 
27 degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Where are you, Allison? I'm in Maryland now, but I actually moved here from Jacksonville. So, okay. I, uh, yeah, so I'm sitting here thinking, man, 80 degrees would be nice right now. She gets up. Yeah, we moved down here from Annapolis. Oh, I live in Edgewater. Yeah, we pretty much swapped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we totally swapped. That's so funny. Yeah, I my family is still in Baltimore, and I'm like, yeah, y'all can have the weather. Whatever is doing up there, you can have it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll say that, and then summer will come, and I'm like, can I visit slot down here? That's right. Yep, that's exactly how it works. But the humidity in Maryland is still no joke. No, but it's not as bad as, that's not quite as bad as Florida or yeah. Alabama. Yeah, down here it's just oppressive. That's like the best word I can come up with. The, the humidity and sometimes the heat is just oppressive. Yep. At least you have beaches. I'm going to be frank with you. True. Like growing up in Georgia and Alabama, you mentioned Alabama. Like it's... It's like the worst of the worst. Like there's no escape from it. There's not a whole lot of, we have lakes. That's what we do in North Georgia. We do lakes, but there's no breeze. It's just like Atlanta is just like, you sit in that humidity. And Mm. I think the same thing about Orlando, not quite as humid, I think as Jacksonville or Atlanta or whatnot, but still it's like, there's not a whole lot of escape in Orlando. Yeah. But yeah. And I've got a retention pond right behind the house. So it's a retention pond. How would you define that? Yeah, it's a pond. It's pretty big, but it's it's um where the alligators go. I don't think there's any. I don't see how any alligators would live in that pond. But um, <laughs> there's ducks. Florida, you never know. That's true. There are ducks. There are geese. But my understanding, according to my husband, is that the real purpose of it is to um like we don't have to evacuate during a hurricane yeah Yeah. so levels fluctuate reducing risk and saving the community from potential flood damage and costly repairs yep there you go now i know cool so there's a there's a lot of them around here in the neighborhood should i get back on social media allison yes or no Depends on what your goals are. That doesn't have anything to do with. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Every time I, I think it depends on what you're going to be on there for. Are you using it to build relationships, or are you using it as a user to scroll? Right. At the moment, neither. Thankfully, um, like I said, I open Instagram like every now and then, like maybe like once a day. I literally don't have it open for more than 60 seconds. Twitter's the same thing. I'll, I'll like go to Twitter and I'm like, cool, I'm on Twitter. And then less than a minute or two later, I'm like, okay, uh, done. I don't feel the need to like continue on any of these. But there are other times when I'm reminded, not that it's like super effective, but it does make a difference for growing like a personal brand. It does. Like just mm-hmm. getting out there every day, even if it's just a post here and there couple times a week or some tweets or like getting in a Facebook group every day and like asking a question, like it does make a difference over time. I just don't like doing it. I have never been a 
before this, I was never a social media person, even for my personal, you know, accounts. I never, ever posted. Um, and something that's really helped me is that instead of like trying to figure it out as I go, I'll sit down and I'll map out maybe like a month's worth of content and I'll just, I'll be like, okay, what can I do? Like, what can I do without it feeling overwhelming, but like still show up? And for a while that was like, all right, I'm going to post like three times a week. And I'll just like plan what all those posts are and essentially batch work it so that when the time came to post, I'm not questioning or trying to think of something. It's not stressful. I just like, I sat down with like snacks in one or two hours and like, you know, knocked it all out. And then I'm good to go for a month or two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I should do more of that. Yeah, I bought something from Rachel Miller to help me do what she calls content mapping. Um, I think I bought it like two weeks ago. Um, and then I got wrapped up in writing this book, so I haven't done it yet. But she did a training for um, Sean Cannell and Heather Torres. I'm in their inner circle. Um, so it was really good. I was really inspired to like be able to bulk create content like that. What's her name? Rachel Miller. Rachel Miller. Okay. Content mapping. Mm-hmm. Huh. Social media organic growth strategist. Cool. Going viral. Yeah. The proven formula to create a viral Facebook post. Okay. That's interesting. She's just really cool to listen to. So. I thought the training was really good. She looks fun. Okay, cool. What's up, Jen? Good to see you. Are you eating lunch? How's it going? I'm definitely eating lunch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's going good. It's going good. I just, how are you guys doing? I, I just wanted to come on and say hi because I rarely get to get on these calls and my kids are actually upstairs being quiet. So. I thought I'd jump site. Yeah, yeah, shocker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Um, Congratulations yeah. on your uh, your backlink, by the way. The Thanks. Yeah, that was um, that was nice. I like that. Um, and then I'm actually this morning I'm going to get it. And, and I I took your your advice um, on the next one because I had someone reach out to me. And I said, and I went. I was right up front. I was like, look, you want a link to mine? I want a mutual link back. And I got it. <laughs> And I, I was kind of surprised. I mean, it took, you know, I didn't hear from him for a while and I heard back from him today and they said they couldn't put it on theirs, but they could put one on the porch. And I was like, the porch is great. Yeah, yeah. go for it. So, yeah. A lot easier than the other, the other person. What, what was that website? What was the brand? I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Never mind. For those that don't yeah, know. But- uh, oh, the, fr- the first one. What was that? Um, it was weird because it was like money tip. It was like moneytips.com. So I was like, okay. So she reached out to me and I said, sure. Yeah. You know, why don't we can write a piece together and, you know, I'd like to do, you know, links for you. Cause I checked them out and they seem to be legit. And, and then she said she wasn't going to put a link to money tips. So I said, what's your, what's your motivation? Like, what, what are you doing? You putting links to rocket mortgage, to another blog, to like a um, like a government agency, like all over the place. And honestly, I never quite figured out what she wanted, but we did it and it's posted. And um, actually it, it, I was able to pull in some other folks um, internally. And so, yeah, so this time I was like backlink. That's it. That's good. Yeah. All good. 
it's a crazy world we live in. It's like these sites are owned by these sites and this person works for this site, but they actually build links for like all these other sites and then these and then this and this and this. Yeah. Cause this last one was like, it was like a, um, inventory software for like home inspectors, which, so Wendy, I have, it's, it's a homeowner blog. So it made sense for a little bit that I was like, well, I don't work with home inspectors, but maybe you have software for homeowners or something. Mm-hmm. And then, so I said, you know, if you want to do a mutual backlink that that works. And, and then they came back and said, we can't do that, but we can do link to the porch. I'm like, how are you linking to the porch? I'm not going to ask because the porch is even a better site. So, um, I, they all owned by the same people, I guess. That's fair. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, that's depressing. That's yeah. So how you doing, Pete? But I mean, you know, on the other hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm actually going to hop off now. 2 p.m. Wendy, thanks for coming on. Jen, thanks for saying hey as well. You have to go back and listen to the replay and hear about how Allison went viral. Um, mm-hmm. Seven million. Seven million views. I think she said seven million. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! Seven, Even if it was just one million, that's still. Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, she had like. Uh, never mind. I don't know why I'm talking for her. She could listen to the replay. Yeah, she did good. She did really good. All right, I'll see you guys later. Thanks for having. All right, me. bye. Hope you have a good day.